God bless you, everybody. Praise the Lord. This um, week, we are glad that you have joined us again for another episode of Reset Forever Ministries podcast. My name is Dr. Valerie Simpson. I'm Elder Daniel Simpson. And we are looking into the Union Gospel Press Sunday School lessons for, and this particular lesson is number seven, for July 17th. 2022, the topic of the lesson is Habakkuk praises God's faithfulness. We're in the second chapter, verses 1 through 5 of Habakkuk, and also chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. So invite somebody, grab your uh, writing utensils and whatever your devices you're using to study, and let's go into the Word of God. Let's take a moment to just pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for sending us a word that will give us your heart, that will teach us what you are expecting of us. And we thank you for the um, the title of this lesson, praising you for your faithfulness. You've been good to us and you've been faithful. So we ask that you bless every hearer, bless the instructors, let your will be done. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, with that, I am going to go ahead and give the teaching, the furtherance of the lesson over into the hands of our instructor, Elder Daniel Simpson. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank God for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into this lesson because a lot of good information in here right. concerning God's righteousness yes. and how much the Lord loves holiness Hallelujah. and will not tolerate um, even his people in the Old Testament, their transgressions. You have to judge him. And he will judge him. And this is what Habakkuk is, is um, waiting for as he in this lesson is a watchman on his watchtower. So verse 1 of the lesson reads like this, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me mm-hmm. and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Okay. So we know a watchtower is a is a, um, a tower for a lookout to watch for the Kind of a lookout post. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Habakkuk here He's a spiritual, if you will, Dr. Simpson. Watchman. Watchman. Because yeah. watchman oh, means this. It's a lookout or to look forward, to peer into the distance. Mm-hmm. So he's asking God some questions and some answers going on concerning Judah and their spiritual condition. So let's go. Let's set a foundation. Okay. So we're going to go to... First chapter of Habakkuk, verse 3 and 2. You want me to read those? 2 and 3? Yes. Um, okay. Of chapter 1. Yes, 2 through 4, please. All Thank right. You. It says, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not say. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are they that rise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slack, and judgment doth never come forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous, 
Therefore, wrong judgment proceeded. That was a whole lot of audacious talking to God, wasn't it? That was his first uh, question to God. Now, I can go with that. I can understand. <laughs> I kind of understand it all a little bit. But I, I really understand the first part where he's saying, how long am I going to cry? Sometimes you pray about things. They don't come to pass real quick. And you plead, and you really get serious and down to business with God and intense. And he says, how long am I going to do this? And you're not going to say anything. And there's violence before us. And how long are you going to let this violence go on and not save us from this? And he said, you show me iniquity. You know, I don't. this is grievous. I don't want to see this. And he said, it's grievous to me. And spoiling and violence are the things that are rising up. And then he really gets bold even more bold. But this shows you how people talk to God. That's why I say we ought to go back and read these lessons. We can find how people really talk to God out of their heart, knowing God knows their heart. And so his, in verse number four is just astounding. He says, therefore, the law is slack. You know, because law meant that there was going to be judgment for evil works. And so there's no judgment for the evil works. So the law is slack. And he says, and judgment never go forth. So the 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 wicked for the wicked can pass the righteous. It's this is backwards. You know, I I thought that being saved meant that I was protected from this evil. And therefore, wrong judgment proceeded. He is mad. Yes. And God give him an answer. And the answer is in That's verse... That's what I love. God comes back and talks to him. And the answer is in verse 6 and 7 of chapter 1. It says, For lo, I rise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, Rage which shall march Chaldean, through the breath of the land. Yeah. And, to, and that's... Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. To possess the dwelling places that are not theirs, they are, they are a terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and indignity shall proceed of them. So uh, this is crazy to me. I, I am sorry for just, you know, butting in like this. But he says, I'm going to raise up the Chaldeans now. I've been calling on you and you haven't had anything to say. All this violence is going on. You haven't done anything about it. And, you know, now, you know, he comes to him in verse number three. He said, why didn't you even let me see this? It's grievous and spoiled. All of the, the cruelty. And then God answers him. And when he answers them, it gets worse. This is not what I expected to hear. I expected to hear that, you know, you know how people like to prophesy. They say, oh, yeah, the Lord said your help is on the way or, you know, the blessing is, is, is soon to come. You know, weeping shall endure for a night. Joy comes in the morning. You're about to get your blessing. And then people really want to hear that. But God is not saying that to him. In verse number five, verse number six. And when they judge, they're going to do it according to their own dignity. They're not going to do it out of the laws of Moses and laws of God. But how much dignity did they have according to what he just told them? Yes. He just told them they, that they were bitter. They're hasty. They're going to march through the breath in the entire land. He said, and they're going to be terrible and dreadful. That. You know what? I'd rather God never had told me, you know, because now, in addition to no answer to my prayer, he's telling me it's getting ready to get worse. Mm, okay. So then, mm -hmm. Rebecca have another question mm -hmm. to God okay. about the Chaldeans and 
in verse 12 and 13. Uh, chapter 1? Yes. Okay, it says, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? Why, uh, we shall not die, O Lord. Thou hast ordained them for judgment. And Almighty God, he's pleading. Yes. Almighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Thou art of pure eyes than to behold evil, and cannot look upon iniquity. Wherefore, lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue. Why aren't you saying anything? Look at what they're doing. When the wicked devoured the man that is more righteous than he. Yes. And this lesson is going to be an answer to this question that, that we is asked true. God. That is a very vast a question that he poses to God. So God gives him an answer he doesn't like and now he begins to appeal to God in so many ways. Oh Lord my God, my Holy One. Oh Lord you have ordained. Almighty oh, God. He's pleading. Yes. And God gonna give some him, bad news. Can you do something? God going to give him an answer and we're going to find out as we look at the pride of the Chaldeans mm -hmm. but also pride of Judah. Yeah. They felt like they were too good to suffer. And that's why God is going to have to punish them. <laughs> and then Habakkuk is going to put music to his psalms as God triumphantly judges people in Babylon. Alright, let's go. So verse 2 of the lesson says this, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon the tables. Okay, did you read one? Yeah, we read one. Okay. That we may run, mm -hmm. that he may run that readeth it. Yeah. And we know visions are Dr. Simpson, God message given to his people mm -hmm. um, by the prophets. And then I think visions come like they're night visions. Like your uh, is it or dreams similar and vision dream. is similar because you could be in a awakened state, a yeah. conscious state, but this is appearing. Yeah, visions you're awake, you're in your full He's appearing, yes, and, and he's allowing it to yes. appear to you. Okay, so he's giving them a vision. So I can see this goodness of God in here that in his, I mean, he was in anguish. And look what God does. He gives him a vision. Yes, and the vision is for the righteous. Mm -hmm. Those who in the kingdom who are righteous yeah. and who love the Lord, we can give you a vision. So, Concerning them. Yes. And I want you to write. And make it plain, because because they're going to need to hear this, so that they can run, that hear it. So what does he mean by that? So when you write the vision on these tablets, mm -hmm. and they who are righteous, mm -hmm. you're going to start living by faith. Okay, so it's going to kind of empower them and embolden them and strengthen them to keep moving, to, to run this race. Yes. Kind of continue on their journey with courage. Okay. And we know the examples that is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm -hmm. and Daniel when they went down into the land of uh, the Chaldeans. But that's something else. So go verse three. Verse number three: For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It's yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it wait, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Yes. And we know that appointed time means, Dr. Simpson, mm -hmm. it was ordained beforehand. Mm -hmm. And when that time comes, it's not going to tarry anymore. That's right. That's so right now, it's for an appointed time. Yeah. Wait for it. For this judgment that's coming upon Judah, mm -hmm. 
It's for an appointed time. Mm -hmm. But but it's coming. It's and coming. when it happens, nothing can hold it back. That's what he means by it will not tarry. Yeah. All right. In verse number four. Yeah. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. And we know that, that lift up means to be proud or puffed up. Arrogant, Arrogant. or self-righteous, full of self-righteousness and pride mm -hmm. and... Yeah. And it's talking about the Chaldeans. When the Chaldeans come and, and, and judge y'all, mm -hmm. his soul is going to be lifted up and it's not upright in him. And we know that King Nebuchadnezzar, mm -hmm. who was the king of Babylon when they mm -hmm. came and destroyed Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. When they captured him, took him into captivity. And we know that he said, is this not me, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, who built Babylon? Yeah, he was full of pride. And he was lifted up in pride. Mm -hmm. And God had to humble him given him for those seven years. And then they have to be, they can't be full of pride either. You know, you know what I mean? That God's people can't be so full of pride that, you know, you're too proud to go through what I've, I've said. But we're going to read their pride in this lesson. Okay. And that's why God's going to judge them the way he did. Because God always going to be justified when he judged. And I want to see what the word says. So you may be justified when thou speakest and overcome when thou art judged. All right, verse number five. Well, we're still in four. But the four? just shall okay. live by his faith. And this mm -hmm. is for the church. Oh, okay. Romans says this about it, Dr. Simpson. Romans chapter one, verse 17. He said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Mm -hmm. As it is written, the just shall live by his faith. Mm -hmm. And this is what the church has to do as we go through these hard times that we're going through. And you live by the faith of that has been revealed to you. <clears throat> Reveal the righteousness of God that has been revealed to you. From one faith to another level of faith, to another, uh, because everything that you go through should take you through the next thing. Yes. Everything is a stepping stone. So I'm also going to read in Hebrews chapter 10, few verse there, um, verse 32 to 39, it reads, this is for the church also. 32 to 39? Yes. I'll just read. It said, but call to remembrance the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great flight of affliction. Flight of affliction. So yes. that, remember how you had so much courage when you first got saved. You knew you were going to have to go through some things and you went through them. Not yes. a problem. Okay. Partly while you were made a glazing stock, both by reproach and affliction. Glazing stock, so people are kind of looking on you, kind of like gazing at you, you know, because, you know, wow, it's hard to be saved, isn't it? Or you're saved, why would you have to go through this kind of a gazing stock? While you became companion of them that were so used. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were like... Um, you know, the other saints were going through it to, to, as well. Okay. So Paul kind of makes it personal. He said, For ye have compassion on me in my bonds, and look joyfully mm -hmm. the spoils of your good, knowing in yourself that ye have in heaven a better and enduring okay. substance. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense or reward. So it's kind of building them up on some mm -hmm. things. It looks like there's some discouragement, there's some heaviness there, and he's building them back up. Remember now, when you first got saved, you took this. You know, you can't get tired. It's going to tell them that in a minute. Yes. For ye, need, for ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Mm -hmm. 
for yet a little while, and he shall come, will come. He that shall come, will come, yes, and will not tarry. Will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Mm -hmm. But if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in that. And that draw back, so I need you to talk to me about that. The draw back. Yes, but how some people get weary and mm -hmm. serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, he haven't came yet. We've been saved all these years. And the world is constantly getting more and more. I mean, we're, we're getting grosser. I mean, it's darkness and gross darkness. It's getting darker at all times. It's getting, I mean, the boundaries and the lows of low-down things that people will do are getting lower and lower yes. all the time. So, yeah. Okay. And that's for the church. I want to bring that in, Dr. Simpson, to encourage the body of Christ to continue to contend for the faith because mm -hmm. the world is going to wax worse and worse. And no matter how much we protest, no matter how much... We get up and say, you know, I mean, we're to pray for peace, you know, we're to pray for protection and provision, but, you know, that is between the saints and God, not the government, not, you know, all these other organizations. This is how we fight our battles, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of these strongholds, not, not signs and protests, etc. So he's telling them, the just shall live by their faith. Yeah. It's your faith. You have to believe God in everything. Even in their day, so in our day. So like in our day. So we, we're looking at this as an example of a man that had to believe God with bad news after he had waited for, for a word. And then when he gets a word, it's bad. So we're looking at the outcome. We're going to go to the outcome. Yes, and we're going to see, see more in, in depth. As okay. we go on this lesson. Okay. So verse 5. 5. Yea, also because ye transgresseth by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlargeth his desire as hell, and is as death, and cannot be satisfied, but gathereth unto him all nations, and heapeth unto him all people. The proud man is he talking about the king of Chaldea. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar. And this is what we're going to say. Now, we see how proud King Nebuchadnezzar was to gather mm -hmm. all these nations, mm -hmm. as we see in this verse. But let's go to Isaiah chapter 5, and we're going to talk about Judah and their Isaiah proud. Isaiah chapter 5 has some very poignant things said there. Um, uh, what verse are you going 11 to? 11 to 14. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think you want to add 20 and 21. All right. Okay, 11 through 14. Woe unto him, woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflameth them, and that harp, and the vial, and the tambourine, and the pipe, and the wine are in their feasts. But they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hand. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honor. Honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp 
and he that rejoices rejoiceth shall descend. That one, that was one of the verses. Let me have your highlighter. <laughs> Hell has opened her mouth without measure. And I, I want was it was it just through 14? Yes, but if you want to add something, you can doctor something. Well, verse number 20 says, warn to them that call evil good and good evil, and put and put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitterness for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. So he's again, the just shall live by faith. He's calling for humility and get rid of that arrogance. Don't have that arrogance. Right? I know Nebuchadnezzar had it, but I can hear a little bit of arrogance here in, in the people of God because... Yes, this is Judah here. Yeah, no, we're not supposed to... Uh, these people are worse than us. This is not supposed to happen. Judgment, judgment is not going forth. The law is slack. You know, he's there's some arrogance in there. So Isaiah is showing you the state of Judah, mm-hmm. how they would wind early in the morning with the music, all the way to the evening time. They get up just banqueting and partying from morning, morning to, to night. evening, all just day long. drink, eating, drinking, and being merry. Huh? And hell has enlarged herself. Death has. He opened her mouth without wow. measure. And he talks about that. He said, and, and without measure. And he said, their glory and their multitude and their pomp. That's that, you know, you carry yourself with such, um, with such a swag, you know, with such confidence and high-mindedness. It's just visual, you know, pomp. And, and, the, and the reason why I brought this in this lesson, Dr. Simpson, because I want mm-hmm. the church to remember this. We know the course of the world. Yeah. But we have to continue as we see all of these things go around us. Mm-hmm. Walk by faith. Walk mm-hmm. by faith and not by sight. The just shall walk by faith. Shall live by faith. Because this is what Proverbs mm-hmm. chapter 27, verse 20 said. Hell and destruction are never full. Mm-hmm. So the eyes of men are never satisfied. Yeah, there's always there's always place or opportunity. And Ezekiel kind of looks at even more so mm-hmm. because the people was asking, why are we in the land of Babylon? Mm-hmm. So Ezekiel says this in Ezekiel chapter 23, and I just listed three things, just much what more. Verse? I'm going to start at verse uh, 36. 23, 36. And I'd like you to read the value because you could pronounce these two names of these two sisters that he called Samaria. Oh, Ahala, if I can remember. Okay, 26 of Ezekiel? Yes, 23, I'm sorry, chapter 23. Okay. And verse, well, verse 36. And down to 30, 44. 23 and 36 through 44. Yes. It's just showing you the sins of okay. Judah. Thou, starting in verse 33. 36. Thou, 36? Yes. Okay. The Lord said, moreover, unto me, son of man, Wilt thou judge Ahala and Ahalaba? Now Ahala is Samaria and Ahalaba is Judah. Okay. So the Samaritans and the people of Judah. So now Israel. Okay. Uh, shall you judge Ahala and Ahalaba? Yea, declare unto them their abominations, that they have committed adultery. And blood is in is in their hands, and their idols 
have they committed adultery with their idols have they committed adultery and have also caused their sons whom they bear unto me to pass through the fire to devour them moreover this they have done unto me they have defiled my sanctuary in the same day and have profaned my Sabbath. So on the Sabbath day, after they went to these high places and offered their children, oh then they God. would come into the sanctuary of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 now they didn't put the baby in fire yes. and burn the baby up. To these idols. To, to an idol, and then now you go to come God's to church, house. Come to the church, come to the temple. Okay. The sanctuary, and they did it on the Sabbath. On, and on the Sabbath day, that they're observing the Sabbath. It's yes. just psychotic. Okay, for when they had slain their children to their idols, then they came the same day into my sanctuary to profane it, and lo, thus they have done in the midst of my house. That's verse 39. Yes. Okay, 40. And furthermore, um, that ye have sent for men to come from far, unto whom a messenger was sent, and lo, they came, for whom thou didst wash them thyself, and paintest thy eyes, and deck thyself with ornaments, and saddest upon a, a stately bed, and table prepared before it, whereupon thou hast set my incense and my oil. Now the incense is what they use to offer up prayers. They take the incense and put it, and they took that and offered it up to their men mm -hmm. and my anoint my oil. They dressed up for them, they adorned themselves for them, and then they come with the incense and the and holy his, oil and they worship these men. Yes. Okay, in verse number 42, and a voice of a multitude being at ease was with her and with the men of the common sort were brought Sabaeans from the wilderness which put bracelets upon their hands and beautiful crowns upon their heads then I said unto her that was old in adulteries will they not commit whoredoms with her and she with them Yet they went in unto her, and they go into unto a woman that playeth the harlot. So went they in unto a hollow and a hollaba, and the lewd women. Okay, that's it. Now mm -hmm. we know a hollow is Samaria, which was the mm -hmm. capital of Israel. Right. And Jerusalem was a hollaba, which is the capital of Judea. Okay. And God called their sins out. So when God was sending the beings to punch his people because of their pride, look at the pride of Judah. Mm -hmm. Look at the offenses that they had. I mean, they the needed to be judged. They, yes. they, he needed to send the Chaldeans, you, uh, you offering your children to idols. And then you come to my house and give mm -hmm. me service. Like, okay, this is what I want. But then you, you, send my, for, you take my oil, my, my, incense, yes. my consecrated um, items, and perform the service that you are to perform for me. You perform it to these men. And then you even dress yourself up. You adorn yourself. You paint your face. You, you, you know, you, you become prepared to be beautiful and alluring to them. And then, you know, you just... It's like 
adult, it's like murder with the children, then the burning of, then, then hypocrisy going into the sanctuary, and then offenses taking God's sanct, God's own um, incense and offering it to men, which is another form of idolatry, and then adulteries. It's just madness. I mean, I guess that's what, you know, the Bible says strong wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging. So I guess you get full of this and, you know, your flesh is going to go about all kinds of different ways and have you uh, doing things that you never otherwise would not have done because they were under this influence. And then plus they were just lustful and fleshly kernel altogether. And if God judged Aaron to something to Strange fire. Strange fire mm-hmm. in his presence. Then they take an incense from God, they have to be judged. So now you can see why he said, Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the Chaldeans are coming and they're terrible. You kind of understand why God would say that. Yes. And this is why the ne- next part of this lesson, mm-hmm. Rebecca now is going to praise God for his faithfulness. Okay. All right. So, what verse are we in? We in uh, chapter 3, verse 17 of the lesson. Okay, so these last few verses, it says, Although the fig tree... So now he's coming to the place of praise. Now, we, I guess a lot of things are not explained, but he's at a place here in verse number 17 of chapter number 3. He comes to a conclusion. All right, I'm going to settle with this. I'm going to bring myself to this resolve out of everything that you've showed me and everything that has been said. All that is going on. Here's where my stand. Here's where I stand with you, God. Mm-hmm. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, and the flocks shall be cut off from the fold. Therefore, shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my stringed instrument. So he's and the stringed right. instruments, the instrument right here in verse 1 of chapter 3. Yeah. You can pronounce it for me, Dr. Sidney. Oh, in verse 1 of chapter 3? I thought I read something about a harp here. Okay, it says, oh, that's Zephaniah. You don't want to hear what he says there. (laughs) 3 and 1, in case anybody's wondering why I said that. Okay, it says, A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet, upon Shigianoth. Now, a shigunok is a string instrument, Mm -hmm. and it was used to praise with a strong emotion Mm -hmm. There's an intense emotion of triumph behind it. Yes, so... Kind of like the songs at the end of those uh, adventure stories that would be when the victors come home from war. The sound of triumph is in the music that you hear. But this song that he put in his music to, it is while God is judging Jerusalem and Judea. Mm-hmm. So if you read from verse 1 all the way down, you'll see all of the judgment that God is bringing upon um, Judah for their sins. And he's putting this instrument to it. And it's a. The music is just playing in the yes. background while all of this while it's going on. on. Yes, yes. So it was just. It was just, a scene. That was quite a scene. And another definition said 
there may be a, a storm going on around you, but I won't let it get to me. I will praise God and rejoice in the Lord at all times. Mm -hmm. So while this is going on and judgment is going upon Jerusalem and Judea, mm -hmm. Habakkuk is praising God. Through the judgments, through the, I mean, all these horrible things that were going to happen, when, when a lot of people, when dreadful things are prophesied to you are going to happen, you'll be somewhere mourning and fasting and crying and feeling pitiful and uh, probably even some anger and feeling rejected and on you a good forsaken. But now instead, while all of that's going on, he's got this music of the victors are coming back from war, the triumph, yes, the praying. battle is being won. And that's pretty courageous. He's praising God. In wow. the time of all, and it wasn't just try, try, you know, small, the Bible says light afflictions, which are but for a moment. This wasn't that. He said, these people are terrible. These people are bitter. They are hasty. And their wickedness is beyond your imagination. And then, so it wasn't a small thing. And then it came, and while it was happening, the music, he called for the musicians to play through, it's kind of like they say, if you want to imagine, they say that Nero fiddled while Rome burned, you know, a terrible time, and at the same time, music is going up. It's just really a metaphor, they believe. Um, but he's actually got the musicians playing while all of this murder and slaughter and plunder and all of this, um, you know, fighting and overthrowing and killing is going on and blood is being shed and judgment is being meted out. He's got the musicians playing. And the singers. And you know, they and Jerusalem had a large choir mm -hmm. and an orchestra. Mm -hmm. So he gives this to one of the chief um, Was this before or after the time of David? This was after. So they had all of, because David had established such praise. Yeah, this was before, this was after, this probably was when uh, Manasseh was king. It was really, okay. it was really sinning because, you know, yeah. Manasseh, he shut down the temple for 40 yeah. years. Yeah, and it's amazing how he repented at the end. But the damage was already done. The damage was done, but he repented at the end and found mercy. It's crazy. All right, well, so, another. So Isaiah. Sixty-one, verse ten, eleven. I'm gonna read this for the church because God is awesome. Because verse eighteen said, "Yet I will rejoice in the Lord; I will joy in the God of my salvation." And this is what Isaiah said in sixty-one, 16, ten, and eleven. Yes, this is what Isaiah said. And this is for the church. Mm -hmm. He says, "I will greatly rejoice in the Lord; my soul shall be joyful." in my God. Mm -hmm. For he has clothed me with the garment of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, mm -hmm. and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Mm -hmm. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all so you know that at the end of uh, Isaiah, these are really messianic, uh, messianic prophecies, and then uh, this being toward the end, this uh, is even referring to the restoration that was going to come 
to the church as well. So it's a message in it for them at that time and a message to the church that restoration is going to come. So we need to hear that at this time with so much going on and uh, so many churches. And so, you know, the Bible says darkness and gross darkness and, you know, and the things that you will find and um, grievous wolves will creep in and, you know, some would preach for debate and, and strife. So there are a lot of things that are going to be going on with the church that were just as evil and wicked as well as we find him talking yeah, to the church time. about a holla and a holla. But yeah, mm -hmm. you know, you, you do that and then you come to the church and offer worship over here and you just killed your children. You know, you just did something that's extremely abominable. And then, you, and then you're going to take my incense, you know, the things that I have given you to offer up sweet smelling sacrifices unto me. And you're really offering it up to me. And you know, the Bible says men are going to be lovers of themselves and lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. So a lot of these things are going on even in the church world. We need not be ignorant or in darkness, but we do see how God said, I'm going to deal with it. And so before you say it's of the devil, you know, or saying, you know, the devil is a lie, you know, Lord, the blood of Jesus, um, we're always going to pray for God to cover us, of course. But you have to consider your ways. You have to consider your doings. What are you doing? Is it in order? Or must judge? Must judgment first begin at the house of God? Yes. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of message in here, both for the Old Testament and for the contemporary church, for this uh, church age. So you know, there's a lot there. Take it, meditate on it, pray because, over it. Because Doctor Simpson, Habakkuk could be all of us. Absolutely. Because what's going on in this world today, we could be doing, we could be on our watchtower praying. Mm -hmm. But of course, we could say, "Come, Lord Jesus, come so even." Well, we could say that, you know, or we could say, you know, Lord, you know, stop Putin, or Lord, we need you to stop, you know, this killing in the streets. We need you to stop all this. This is violence. He said that the things that he was seeing were grievous. Yes. How long are you just going to sit in the heavens? And watch all of these terrible things. In our day, we are seeing terrible things. We're seeing pandemics. We're seeing all kinds of uh, tragedies. And, and we're seeing, you know, um, uh, tsunamis and floods and fires and all kinds of things. It's grievous. It's just a sad place to be on planet Earth when you know God has prepared a place. So um, a lot of things are being seen and we're crying out to God and Hey, when is this going to come to an end? And some people say things like, oh, I'm just sick of this pandemic. Okay, well, what are you going to do? Because it's for an appointed time. And when God says it's over, it's over. He said, when it comes, it won't tarry. So when it's time for the end of it to come, nothing can make it continue. continue. So a lot of messages are in here for the church, for the body, and for the people that love to tremble at his word. So, good lesson another great lesson so well all right well everybody thank you for joining us i pray you got something out of that message and i ask you to share it with somebody else let the church rise up and be the warriors we ought to be we're not going to stop anything that god said you heard what he said to habakkuk it shall surely come there are things that are going to happen in this earth and that are happy that he said are going to come we can't change that but we can pray that God will give us mercy. And the biggest thing that we find, according to the topic of this lesson, 
that praise and the worship and the, the, the warfare music that goes up even while all of the judgment and all of the plunder and plight is going on. It's coming upon Judah. Coming upon the people, God's people. All right, Elder, you want to go ahead and pray us out. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. I say in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, God bless you. Join us again next week. And be sure to share this with someone. Mm -hmm.